Live to see it, friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all. The one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Thursday. How are you, my friend? Man, I am great. Glad to uh, be getting towards the end of this short work week, uh, but uh, you know, it tends to be. Uh, I don't know how your work weeks are, Phil, but uh, if it's a four-day week, uh, that all that means is that I I put five days of work into four days. But uh, uh, that's yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, but it's been a good one. How about you? Yeah, you know, um, I I, I uh, always feel that kind of hurry up on a on a shortened work week. I always feel like you pay for it in the end, but uh, it, was ni- it was nice having the three-day weekend, that's for sure. And I had kind of stretched it because my birthday was last week. I, I almost made almost a five-day weekend out of it. So, <laughs> you know, four days of having to work on top of that, that was pretty intense. But uh, you kind of get back into the habit, you know. It's like, okay, now we can hunker down. And starting next week, the, the important thing is we'll, we'll, we'll be doing three shows in a week again. We, we, t- we had a couple of two-week shows. And to make up for our absences, we thought we'd give you what you want, folks, We've got an all-geek-out episode here. No topics other than geek topics where no fanboy has gone before. And, Stephen, this is our opportunity. I thought we'd just sit back as the moguls we are, would-be moguls, as the you know geniuses that we are. Why don't we improve some of these movie series that are, that are going on? You know, there's, there's a lot of movies being cranked out these days. If I, were, if I were my teenage self, I would be in absolute heaven with the movies that are coming out these days. Um, just oh, yeah. in terms of, you know, so many, so many superhero movies, so many space movies. When there was such a dearth of that kind of thing when I was a kid. Uh, and, and now it's so huge. There's so much of this stuff being cranked out. So now it's time we can say quality in addition to quantity, okay? Thank you for producing all this stuff, but we're looking for certain things, too. We'd, we'd like to see certain things happen. And maybe it's time to think about some changes to some of these franchises, even, even potentially, uh, to, to, to push them in, in, in even more interesting and exciting directions. And so that's what I thought we'd do tonight. We'll just, we'll just say what we want to see happen in some of these upcoming series. That's kind of our wish list for... Star Wars, Star Trek, superhero, any other geeky, uh, geeky type stuff that uh, that you can name. And if you want to go first, jump on it, yeah, bud. What yeah. do you got? Well, I, you know, I would say that uh, if I was going to give a State of the Union address for the Star Trek franchise, I'd have to say Rocky is the state of, the, of that franchise, right? I mean, it's uh, um, you know. I, they have had the uh, the, the new uh, Star Trek movies um, series um, has been sort of mixed. I thought the uh, the first uh, Star Trek uh, movie uh, from a few years ago was pretty good. The second one, not so much. And uh, Star Trek Beyond a couple of years ago was okay. Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's there is a it's a brand new Star uh, Star Trek series coming out uh, this fall that. Very few people seem to be all that interested in it's, and it's you know the rumors 
about that show uh, have, have been that its, its production has been real, real troubled. And, yeah. um, you know, so nobody's expecting much out of it. I guess low expectations can work to its favor, perhaps, you know. I mean, uh, if, if uh, you know. You they definitely can. It, if everybody expects yeah. it to be bad and then it's even a little good, that's, you know, yeah, but that's even pretty good. Mediocre. I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. If, if, Star, if it's, you know, here's the thing. Star Trek The Next Generation first season was pretty, pretty lame, okay? Yeah. Uh, and and it became great over time. Um, you know, if it, if it if it turns out to be even mediocre when it's got such low expectations and it survives into a second or third season, it might it might develop into something interesting. I, right. I kind of hope it does because I, I am a I'm a, an old Star Trek fan. Well, how about you? What what do you see as far as Star Trek? Uh, well, my wish list for Star Trek. Uh, I wrote a lengthy treatment on what I think the next Star Trek movie should be. I think it should be a two-parter. And they should, uh, I, I was inspired by, I don't know if you saw that picture I shared, but it was really cool. It was, uh, it was William Shatner and Joan Collins walking in front of this brick building. And the sign in the window said, Floyd's Barbershop. And somebody had said, yes, that's right. They filmed this on the same set where they filmed the Andy Griffith show. And that's I was just like, cool. oh, that's so cool. You know, because <laughs> yeah. it was the city on the edge of forever. And it's like, I had no idea. I never noticed that, right? I've, I've seen that episode right. a dozen times. And I, I've just, I've never noticed that before. So I was really impressed by that. But, I, but, but this is the thing I've been thinking anyway. They've got to go back to the series and get some of the other good stuff that's never made it to the big screen, that's sitting there waiting to make it to yeah. the big screen. You know, they've been way too invested in the 80s movies, right? particularly Wrath of Khan. There should never be any more references to Wrath of Khan, no more remakes of Wrath of Khan. Let it be what it is, the best Star Trek yeah. movie, and leave it alone. And don't look for inspiration from it anymore, please, for the love of God. Yeah. But, but make, make a new one. You know, Star Trek, The Edge of Forever. Retell that story and make it a two-parter, yeah. make it a big one. Involve the, uh, the you know, the, you got the gateway to eternity there where you can go any place in space and time. And have it involve the mirror universe, because that's the other, like, really popular thing from the series that's never made it to the big screen, right? And wouldn't right. it be cool to have, like, this big, like, on the one hand, really personal love story with Kirk, and at the other hand, because it's got all these cosmic dimensions, you know, in, in the original story, spoilers, I'm sorry, but in the original stories, you know, you've had plenty of time, um, <laughs> Kirk has to yeah. let the woman he loves die so that the Nazis don't win World War II. It's... <laughs> It's, you know, just one of those things that happens sometimes when you're a starship captain. And, um, and it's tragic. It's a, it's, a beautiful, it's a wonderful, beautiful story because of the sacrifice, you know, that he has to make in order to bring the universe back. Well, okay, all you've got to do is mix it up a little and put something else at stake and have it play out across the whole, like, Star Trek multiverse, you know, with the good spot. I, I want to see Zachary Kento with the, go, with the goatee, right? I want to see Chris Pine playing <laughs> evil Captain Kirk. I mean, I think that would be awesome. Why don't they do that? I, I just I can't imagine why they don't do it. And, and they, could take, they could take that stuff, and they could wrap everything up, you know, because like you said, they're, they're ready to redo something anyway. I mean, this reboot is about done, right? So they yeah, could actually so. end it with, check it out, okay? Good Nero, remember Evil Nero, the, the, the guy who started all the bad stuff in the first movie? Good Nero comes along, gets the red matter to the, to the uh, uh, supernova in time. Romulus is never destroyed, and the whole timeline is set back. Now, wouldn't that be cool? That's my... There you go. There you go. No, no more Kelvin Star Trek. 
we've told that story. It took us four movies, and but now that's over. So <laughs> yeah. just erase this right. timeline and put him back into the regular timeline and have it be this hey, wonderful, that, beautiful. That's the hard dec- yeah, that's the hard decision that Kirk has to make. Instead of uh, losing the love of his life, he actually has to lay down his own life and his whole timeline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, wouldn't that be cool? I, okay, that's, that's my wish list. That 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 is my number one Star Trek thing. If they would do, or or just take any of those elements and get them into get them into the Star Trek movies, I'd be so. I, 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 that's genius. I love it. I, the, you know, somebody should take that idea and run with it. That's awesome. Um, you know, this Sunday, um, you know, this weekend, Phil, um, uh-huh. we get we get what could have been a Galaxy Quest series. You know, they 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 were looking at making a Galaxy Quest with Tim Allen. Alan Rickman and the rest of the cast, but of course, uh, unfortunately, Alan Rickman passed away, and so yes, that, that was sadly. that idea. Just well, we're not going to do it without him. And so, uh, what we're getting this weekend is Orville, and that is going to be the new comedy, you know, send up our, our, of, of Star Trek for television. And uh, you know, it I, I looks pretty good. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm much more looking forward to that than this new Star Trek TV series this fall. So. Um, it, it could it could very well be that the uh, that the send up does better than the than the franchise itself uh, this fall on TV. So we'll see. If you count Galaxy Quest as a Star Trek movie, it ranks way ahead of several Star Trek movies in my in oh, my yeah. opinion. Oh, okay, yeah. so yeah. yeah, absolutely. If 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 this if Orville is as good a series as Galaxy Quest was a movie, then <laughs> then that would be awesome. The the only problem I can see is. Can you maintain it, right? Can you really sustain yeah. the joke for that long? I guess that that'll be the that'll be the big challenge they have, won't it? <laughs> I think I think the you know part of the joke is that instead of being awesome like Kirk, this guy is sort of a schlub, right? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, and uh, and he still manages to be heroic. You know, or he just stumbles into heroism, perhaps. Uh, you know, or all the people around him, you know, save his bacon. Who who knows? But it's uh, uh, it looks like it's going to be very funny and uh, very entertaining. I I, I, have, I I really am looking forward to that. And, you know, but maybe we'll come back next week and uh, and give our reviews of that first episode. And, um, well, uh, you know. listen, comedy is hard to do, and it's great. When you can do it, you know the, there are, there have been some funny Star Trek episodes through the years. There have been a few funny moments in the Star Wars movies. W- one yeah. of the strong things the Marvel Cinematic Universe has going for it is some of the characters have a snarky, funny side to them, and there and there are occasionally some funny situations in there, and it really works. You know, I mean, in a lot of ways, the Iron Man movies have almost kind of a they're almost kind of a comedy with other stuff going on right i mean obviously they're serious movies yeah. but there's a there's an well, awful well, tony lot stark is, is is tony stark is hilarious yeah you know and, yeah exactly and and, and and uh not because he's you know you know a, a wise cracking kind of guy necessarily it's just that he's eccentric and exactly yeah he's got a funny way of looking at the world and he and he says things you don't expect he makes observations that you don't expect people to make and that's puts right. things in a context that, that you don't expect them to be in. And that, that sort of thing can really work. So, right. you know, I, I hope well, that they – Well, you know, I, I was just thinking uh, that you can take a misstep with, uh, with the comedy too, and I think that happened this year. A Galaxy – excuse me, Galaxy Quest. Guardians of the Galaxy, the original one, 
was a mm-hmm. very funny. It was a very funny that is movie. okay. Now there you go. That actually crosses the line. That movie is a comedy with yeah, some it's, action movie stuff tacked into it, right? That, I think right. that's it's, fair it's to say. It's a comedy yeah. movie with a heart because you know the mom scenes and yeah, but you know, very much an action movie and uh, very much at home. Even though it barely touches upon the other, the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's still at home within it, right? Right. Um, this second one that came out this year. Bill, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, um, but it's it tried too hard to be funny. I haven't um, seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know the um, Drax the Destroyer character, you know, played by the wrestler. Um, he uh, he he was you know pretty much of a tragic character in the first movie, right. and uh, with some know, funny lines. I mean, he's a tragic character who says funny things. Yes. Right, because he, he's you know he takes everything literally, right? Right. Well, yeah. they decide to make him a jokester, basically, in this movie, and which is against the character as set up in the first. And, and they do they do a, uh, several things like that that you know where some of the characters are just not ringing true because they're trying to be too uh, too funny. They're trying too hard, and like you said, comedy is hard. It's hard to yes. do it right, and uh, and and uh, when you do it wrong, it just you know it just doesn't do well, and so. It's one, you know this the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie along with maybe Iron Man three is it's one of about two or three movies out of the entire series that I'll probably never watch again. Yeah, um, you know I've, I saw it the once and I'm done. Uh, but uh, you know most of the rest of the movies, I, you know, uh, one of the kids say they want to watch it. Hey, put it on. I'll sit and watch it with you. Um, and uh, and that's uh, you know that's and that to me is that's that's kind of cool. You know you have it's it's almost like a uh, you know. It, we we geeks within the family kind of have our kind of have our secret language, you know. With you know, we quote the movies at particular times and stuff like that. In in different situations, it's sort of our uh, it's sort of our private language, uh, even though it's not all that private, right? Oh, uh, poor Sherilyn! Oh my lord, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, she's a, yeah, she's in the middle of all this, and she just yeah. rolls her eyes and then and laughs, but you know, it's it, it pretends as though she's uh, you know being long suffering, but she she likes it too. She's a bit of a geek. yeah. Well, so so I would add more comedy to the wish list. Keep, make make yeah. funny stuff. It actually actually has to work. Yeah, but it has to right. be actually funny. Yeah, yeah. You, you 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 have to succeed. If you fail, then you've really failed, right? Because yeah. it's 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 hard to do, but. But don't be afraid to try. That, one of the things, you know, following the story of the Han Solo movie that uh, I was very interested to see, the, the change of directors, yeah. right? And, and they dropped the guys who are famous for making these really funny movies. And I thought, right. okay, now is this because they were making it too funny and it was going to be too good? Or is it because, you know, it's like the corporate imagination of Disney slash Lucasfilm can't get their head around making a Han Solo comedy movie, right? You know, it's it, 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 it's almost like, well, what did they throw I, away? Why did they Why did they feel they had to change? Whenever I, the I, uh, I, I question more the original decision of hiring those guys, as good of directors as they are, than than the decision to fire them, because I, I suspect that what they were doing is instead of making a Han Solo movie that happens to be funny, they were making a comedy that happens to be a Han Solo movie, and that's not and that's not traditionally the way Star Wars is made. You know, well, Stephen, we, we you make, sound uh, like a Disney executive. Listen to you, okay? Well, what if it was so, good? But... What if it was a comedy that had that character in it, right? Wouldn't that – it would be a fresh <laughs> new thing, right? That would, that would be a good thing, no? I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, I, I, I want my Han Solo a certain way, and I suspect See, I'm not is... alone in that. 
You are you are the problem right there, Stephen. Okay, it's because <laughs> as bad as executives are, they're tyrants. Fanboys are even worse, right? That's what happens. To, <laughs> that's what happens to these franchises, right? They, yeah. they, you know, they, they 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 demand what they want, and then they get it, and they get it over and over and over again. And and it's like, uh, actually, I, I recommend everybody watch. I'll put a link up to it. Um, you know, the Red Letter Media guys, they do a uh, their predictions for the Han Solo movie. Okay. And, it, and it's what's funny about it is everything they say, I'm sure they're right, okay? It's like, okay, well, we're going to find out what the castle run is. We're going to, you know, um, we're going to find out about how he came to work for Job of the Hut. And it's like, it's like this checklist of things that have to happen because if anything gets left out, right, <laughs> right there's, you know <laughs> – <laughs> the fanboys will, you know, they will revolt. They will, uh, they'll well, take it down. But the, but the problem is, here, you, ins- you insist on the, yeah. seeing the same movie over and over, and all you'll ever get is the same movie over and over, right? I mean, let's I let's explore some but, new directions. Hey, there's there's so many interesting stories about Han Solo's early life that have been hinted at, and you know, in the expanded universe, uh, and not hinted at, so, you know, just fleshed out. You know, apparently Han Solo was a was an imperial officer. Who, who saw how the uh, Wookiees were being mistreated, saves Chewie, and, you know, life, you know, and, of course, Chewie now has a life debt to Han. And, and uh, you know, these things would make for a great movie. But I don't know that they make for a great comedy, you know. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm a little bit on board with the change. And I, I, I'm hopeful that uh, the movie we get is a great Han Solo movie with funny moments. The, the way that the original trilogy was great with funny moments. So, I don't know. I, and I hope that they eventually make a Star Wars movie that's radically different from the other Star Wars movie. And it's still a good movie. So yeah. that they can do new things in the Star Wars movies. I, I, I hope they can break out of this. because Well, you know, here's my, here's my thought. Do that, fine, uh, with a spinoff movie about characters that we don't, we're not already invested in. <laughs> I think I think if you do that, if you if you go okay, we're going to make a Star Wars, we're going to make a Star Wars movie about you know uh, the, the poor sad life of uh, you know I don't know of some schlub on some planet you know in the outer realm or something and uh, and how you know you know how he you know he, he basically stumbles into something interesting or something you know if you make a movie like that and and it's totally different in tone, I think uh, people would be okay with that. But you know when you're when you're touching on characters that are already established and, and we know a lot about them, you've got to be true to that. And uh, I don't know. So I, we'll, we'll, I think we'll see how, you know, I suspect that we will have Star Wars movies one a year until the end of time, Bill. And so, yeah, we're going to see some very different Star Wars movies eventually. But I don't know. Leave Han Solo alone. Oh, okay. I, I, I couldn't agree, disagree more. Make a funny Han Solo movie. Let's, let's break it up. <laughs> Star Wars is great, was great, because it was so different from everything that came before it. And it, it turned into this factory, which I think is unfortunate. But yeah. um, I don't think we're going to agree on this one, Stephen. So. Maybe not. Maybe anyway, not. your side won. So the, the, the fanboys and the corporate executives are winning when it comes to this debate. So. I'm the reason we can't have nice things. Okay. <laughs> the reason we can't. Well, no, I just – all I'm saying is beware, okay? Beware your okay. power, fanboy, because here's what, here's, here's, here's what happens, right? Uh, Stargate, right? They made a really yeah. unique series, Stargate Universe, and the quote-unquote 
so-called fans killed it, right? It's like they couldn't take it. It was too different from, uh, from, from anything that had come before. It's like, no, we want more of the same Stargate. And I guess when, when they reboot, they're going to bring Stargate back, and there's like these parameters that Stargate has to live within. And I think that's unfortunate because I thought Universe was awesome. You know, they, they really did some, some new interesting things with it. Kind of like um, in in the same way that Battlestar Galactic was, you know, the reboot was this huge departure from what the show had originally been, and right. they, they breathed new life into it that way. Now I understand that you don't have to breathe new life into Star Wars because it's a going thing, right? Now, obviously, and, right. and they're going to make a billion dollars off a Han Solo movie. Let's face it, no matter what happens in it, they will. I mean, it's going it, 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 to it's 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 going to be huge, but. Just, just the idea that you know that, that these parameters are set so tight. Just, I don't know. It, I wish they weren't. I wish they could. Uh, well, I wish they could. Uh, you know, whack here. Let me give you an example of a, uh, of a of a good superhero movie that was good. Phil, uh, it was funny, but it was true to the character, and that was uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. This, this, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I've not seen that. Okay. Um, well, I think you'll enjoy it. I think uh, you and your kids will have a good time with that because, you know. It, Peter Parker is all, has always been, you know, since the character was invented in back, back I think, about 69, you know. Uh, Earlier, uh, 62. They, 62, wow. Okay, I didn't realize it was that, uh, that early. Anyway, yep. he's always been the suffering hero, the, you know, the, uh, you know the, the normal kid with normal kid problems with these extraordinary powers that only seems to make his normal kid problems worse, right? Right, right. And rather than help, you know, you, that's, you know, the fantasy is, uh, you know, if I, if I could only, uh, you know, have, if I only had superpowers, then my life would be great. Well, you know, the comic book writer said, you know, no, that's not quite how it works. You, your, your, your normal kid problems would be probably worse than they are now. So anyway, that's been Spider-Man. And, and of course, they were able then to take and, and make that, uh, that character. This is like the second reboot of the character in like, you know, in four or five, in five years or something. It's, it's crazy how quickly they've rebooted it. But um, it's, it's, it was a good movie. I liked it. I liked this Peter Parker in high school still and, uh, and having normal kid problems. And, 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 and so in a way, this character is a send-up of superhero characters, but within the established universe of superheroes right. that are, right. are normal. And so you get to kind of laugh at the at the, at the tropes of superheroes um, with, within the within the universe. And uh, so I, I I really liked uh, Spider Man. I think you will too. Yeah, in a very different way, I, I'm sure, because uh, I haven't seen it yet, and I look forward to seeing it. But in a very different way, that's what Deadpool did, right? It's yeah, like very uh, different. Yeah, obviously. You know, it's it's in the it's in the X Men universe, yeah, but it's okay. going its own way. It's going, you know, it's 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 uh, and it's commenting on the whole thing. And that's what I like about Deadpool is, it, it, you know, it was really this this kind of step outside of. Uh, of where that universe goes. It's also the reason I like um, the TV series. Oh, what's it called? The X-Men spinoff TV series. And now I can't think of the name of it. Um, Legion so much. The, the show on FX, which is just barely recognizably even in that universe. And, it, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's off doing its own thing. I, lo- I love it when they, when they take a creative stance like that. But if you can do it with it still being Spider-Man and him you know, still following the Spider-Man line and be true to it, then I agree with you completely. That's better. That's, that, right. that, is, that, that, is a, that is a wonderful thing to pull off. So now you've got me excited. I'm going to go see that. Yeah, well, speaking yeah, of superhero yeah. movies, 
Yeah. I've got a – you saw Wonder Woman, right? Of course. It was great. Well, I saw Wonder Woman, and, and you know what? I would like the, all, the, all the folks involved in making all the DC Comics movies to sit down and watch Wonder Woman again, okay? Because they About really did something time. well, yeah. okay? Yeah. And, and I, think, I think there's a lot they can learn from what they should be doing from watching. Don't just keep making that movie, but, but there's, there's, some, there's some really good things in there. And the thing I liked best about it, it really put me in mind of the original 1978 Christopher Reeve Superman was her innocence and her almost yeah. kind of naivete, you know, the, the, the fact that she thought if she, spoiler, okay, she thinks if she kills Ares, the god of war, the Germans will become good men again and the war will end, right? And it's this, yeah. this, this, this wonderful, you know, she, when she explains it so glibly to Steve Trevor, it just gets me, you know, I'm like, oh, she really thinks that, you know, I mean, it's like, because yeah. she thinks people are good. You know, and she's, she's here to help people because she, she thinks they're good. It, it reminded me so much of that scene in the first Superman where, where Lois asked Superman, she's interviewing him, what are you here for? He says, well, truth, justice, and the American way. And she goes, well, you'll be fighting every politician in the country. And he goes, well, I'm sure you don't believe that, Ms. Lane, right? It's like yeah. these characters, have a, they like us, right? They have a very high view of us. And even, even though life turns out to be pretty disillusioning for Wonder Woman, you know, she keeps her idealism in the end. And, and I love that so much about that movie. It's not about how gritty and life is, dirty life is, but you've got to struggle anyway. It's about... Well, you know what? I, when, when they announced a Wonder Woman movie, I, you know, I said, okay, this, I, I, I'm going to go to it and enjoy it, but I, I fully expect to be lectured to on feminism about an hour and a half of the, uh, the two-hour runtime. You know, right. That's I, I, what I really expected. And the, and the fact that it was not that way at all, she was just awesome. She was just awesome. I mean, they, they make the yeah, point yeah, that it, way, which it, makes it so much better anyway, right? That's I mean, right. I mean, it's, it's post-feminist. She's just awesome. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not, she's not awesome because she's a woman. She is awesome. And that's in, the, you just, in full stop. And, um, and, and so I, I, I love the movie. I thought it was excellent. And, uh, um, you know that's uh, and and yeah, I think that the other filmmakers that are involved in the DCU just you know ought to you know what, what's the uh, what's what's the movie where their eyes were propped open the orange uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah Clockwork Orange Get, yeah Clockwork, <laughs> they, they do the Clockwork Orange watch, treatment Clockwork on that orange. and go back and rewatch the original Superman the the, the first Superman that's right. movie. <laughs> it's okay it. to have yeah. hopeful idealistic characters. People respond well to that. They like that. You know, uh, especially if the plot deals with, you know, challenging that view, if you don't just obliterate it, right? I mean, right. The, the big problem to me with this Man of Steel movie so far is that it's just such a bleak view of the world. There's that line well, in... you know, it sure must suck to be Superman. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. <laughs> because yeah. you crack a smile for two whole movies. I mean... Right, I know. yeah. There's no, there's no joy in being Superman. And, yeah. and there's this very strange line in Batman vs. Superman where uh, Martha Kent, of all people, says to Clark Kent, this world, you don't know this world a thing, right? Yeah. And I mean, Which is just like, not Martha Kent. Right. Not and it's Martha not Clark. Kent. He would never feel that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. God. Ugh. It's awful. Yeah. And frustrating. It's, it's frustrating yeah. to see a character you like that much. You know, we'll talk about a real departure for a character. Okay, see, that's the thing. See, I'm complaining. Why don't they make a comedy about Han Solo? It's like, well, why don't they make this grim art student angst movie about Superman? Okay, well, they've made two, and that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's plenty. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, uh, 
we are invested in these characters. We know these characters. We right. know what Batman is. We know what Superman is. Batman's not a murderer. Right. You know, as, as he has been in the last movie or so. It, um, you know, and Superman you know, takes joy in, in helping people. Right. And, 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 and in being Superman, you know. So, you know, it's, uh, and so they, this, they didn't run. He's an inspiring person who believes in things, right? That's right. what a hero is, right? I mean, that, it's right. just, it shouldn't even be hard. That, that, that yeah. should not be hard to, uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to, make a, to, to make a movie about Superman and have him be that way. But apparently, I don't know, it's hard. Anyway, yeah. I, I'd, I'd really like him to, uh, to, to get more Wonder Woman-y with, uh, with the next Superman movie and with, with anything they do. All right, yeah. uh, I, we're about to run out of time, Stephen. Did you have any other last-minute wishes that you uh, that you want to lay well, on the producers of various franchises? I, I, I'm hopeful that they don't give the uh, the, the DCU uh, treatment to Luke Skywalker, but it's kind of looking that way uh, for um, uh, for Star Wars Eight, uh, the Last Jedi. It kind of looks like it must really suck to be Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, it does. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm hopeful. So I'm hopeful that it's not as bad as it looks. Um, you know, and, and you really need to be careful with the character of Ray. She's too much of a Mary Sue. And let me explain what that is uh, for members of our audience that don't know. It's a, it's a character that is flawless. She's perfect right. in every way with no... Uh, a woman, it's a and, female character who can do it's no It's a female wrong. character, and, they, and so they, they, you're tempted with a female character, guys, to write it in such a way as to, you know, that... So she has no flaws. Better, right. She, has, she does everything better perfectly. than Luke Skywalker ever was. She doesn't even need training to beat the bad guy, right? Right. I mean, uh, right. she's just... She's just that is not interesting. There needs to be a character arc. There needs to be, you know, she's de- she's got these problems. She's got to deal with them. She she grows as a person. That's interesting. Give us that person. And so Ray Ray's got to get more interesting. And Luke does, you know. And please don't give me dark gritty Luke. I don't I don't know. Uh, Luke. I, I have, what makes yeah. Luke great is you know people complain about this, but contrast him with Ray. It's what makes him interesting. He was always kind of whiny, right? Yeah. Or, it, yeah he, the first movie, he anyway, he's kind of whiny. Station, right? Yeah, and you yeah. see him grow up. You, you, see yeah. him, you see him mature over the, over the course of the movies. Now, I don't want him to still right. be whiny because he's an old man now. And it's okay yeah. if he's a grumpy old man. I think that would be kind of funny, actually, that, you know, if, they, if, <laughs> if they played that up the right way. Well, but if he's this bitter, cynical like, old man. Get off my lawn. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> that's right. But if he's bitter and cynical, then ouch, that really hurts. Especially having lost Han, you know, uh, that, that's that's a that's a I would agree a very bad direction for. And and for we've lost Carrie Fisher, the person. Yeah. So uh, yes. um, So you know we need you know throw us a bone here. You know we need we yeah. need. We need something happy in the Star Wars universe, and uh, so I'm, I'm even if Luke starts out that way, he's there's got to be some redemption there. He's got to come back to you know his his yeah. former way of looking at the world because otherwise that's just awful. Uh, you know they've already got my money practically, right? I mean I'm yeah, <laughs> we're, it's not like we're not going to go see it. So come on, but, yeah, uh, help us out. Right. Well, and of course Blade Runner is uh, is in October. Uh, we've got a new new Blade Runner movie finally after all these years. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. And they got Harrison Ford back, and uh, I don't know. I, it, I've seen the trailer, and I'm not excited. I don't yeah, know. How do you either. feel? To be honest, yeah, I, I look at it and I go, I don't know that they're going to cover any ground here that needs to be covered. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's awesome, but um, they yeah. should have really called us first, I think, before they made a new Blade Runner movie. <laughs> you know, I 
I hope that what I'm about to say is not spoilers, but, uh, you know, my thought is uh, that uh, everybody's a replicant and they don't know it. And I think that's the plot that might have been interesting. <laughs> Literally everybody. There's, the human race has died out, and uh, there are a lot of people that think they're real, but everybody's a replicant. All right, I'll tell you what, Steve, we'll go see that movie in a few weeks, and we're going to come back and discuss, and I got 10 bucks that says it's not that good or interesting, sadly. I don't think it will be. <laughs> I don't think it's so either. I, I don't think it'll be something, you know, yeah, where you have that sixth sense moment at the end where the reveal right. is, oh, yeah. my gosh, everybody's rough. No, everything was not like what we thought. Yeah. Well, anyway, they can't do that because I think they want to leave it open to tie in the Blade Runner universe to the Alien universe, but we'll have to, we'll have to talk about Alien another time because we're, you know, running long as we tend to do when we – when we geek out, even a full geek out show isn't enough, huh? I guess we should we That's should right. do an, a one hour geek out every week, but um, <laughs> or maybe failing. once a month or at least once a quarter. We need to yes, need once a quarter we got to do this. Anyway, this was great fun, and uh, always always fun talking with you about this stuff, Stephen. We'll let them, you know, we'll let them crank out a few more things, and then we'll we'll reconvene and uh, and see how they're doing. <laughs> I, I think that's that's, that's right. <laughs> that's probably the best thing for us to do. All right. Well, great talking with you, Stephen. Great having you all with us. We will be back again next week with three brand new shows. Look forward to being with you all then. And until next time, live to see it. Mm-hmm.